grace and mercy and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word of our God that we consider together this morning is today's gospel from Matthew chapter 14. A Christian is one who always trusts God and never doubts. Is that true? We know that it should be true. There is no reason for us to doubt our Savior who laid down his life for us. So, why do we still doubt? Sometimes our doubts stay a little bit further in the background, like, will my job be secure or will the kids and grandkids stay healthy? But other times, doubts storm full force into our lives with a serious illness or a financial struggle or a loved one's death, creating a sinking, hopeless feeling in our hearts like Peter sinking into the waves in today's Bible reading. And at times like that, Satan taunts us, saying, your faith must not help you if you still doubt so much. So what is the answer to our doubts when we are shaken by life's uncertainties? Let's look together at the answer that Jesus' disciples found on a day when they faced fearful doubt. As that day was starting, though, Doubt was likely the furthest thing from their mind. They had just witnessed and participated in one of Jesus' most impressive miracles. It was the day he fed that crowd of over 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. He handed the food to his disciples, and then they distributed it to the crowd. Right in their own hands, more bread and fish kept on appearing as they reached out again and again to that hungry crowd until everyone had more than enough to eat. The power of God was right there with them. And the crowd was astonished. And they concluded that Jesus must be the answer to their doubts about ever having enough in life. And they were ready to make him their king, to provide for them and to protect them. And that undoubtedly would have meant prestige and privilege for Jesus' disciples, too. But what did Jesus say about that? Our reading opens, Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. Jesus hurried his disciples away from that glorious scene. And shortly afterwards, he left too. He refused that crown that the crowd was ready to place upon him. He taught them who he was and what he had come to do, and then he sent them back home. And then Jesus went to a nearby mountainside to pray. It would have been easy for Jesus to simply be a king who would create free food for the people every day. But that's not the one that we need him to be. 
his path to be the king that we need would be far different because we are sinners who need a savior to forgive us our sins and to rescue us from eternal death and pain. And so Jesus went to that mountainside to pray by himself, to pray for strength, to remain on his appointed path that would take him to the cross where he would offer his life to give us life. You and I must always remember our greatest need. More than anything else in life, we need forgiveness and new life in Christ. And do you know that Jesus in his wisdom can use the things that cause us doubt and fear to see our greatest need more clearly than we sometimes do when things are going well. That was Jesus' plan for his disciples as he told them to get into that boat to go across the Sea of Galilee. Jesus knew that they would be sailing right into the middle of a furious storm. And as the wind began to pick up and the waves were beating against that boat, those disciples were fearing for their lives. Why had Jesus sent them into that situation where they faced such fright and fear and doubt at that moment? Don't we ask questions like that too? When we are confronted by the winds and the waves of the storms of life? Why am I facing this time of illness? Why can't the doctors figure out what is wrong? Why is my loved one suffering so much? Why does life have to be so hard sometimes? In those times of doubt and challenge, we sometimes wonder about God's love and doubt his plan. We might wonder where Jesus is when we are struggling like that. Well, where was Jesus as his disciples were facing the wind and the waves of that storm? He was praying for them. He was watching over them. He was coming to deliver them at just the right time. Where is Jesus today? He's at the right hand of his heavenly Father. And there he intercedes for us, he prays for us in any time of challenge or temptation. And as he does that, he is never far away, he is always near. As Jesus was praying for his disciples, he didn't stay away from them. He didn't leave them on their own to try to survive that furious storm. He walked out to them walking on that lake. And as they were already fearful for their lives, the sight of that terrified them because they thought he must be a ghost of some kind. And then immediately Jesus spoke with compassion. He said, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. They heard his familiar voice. The voice of the one who had just fed that crowd of over 5,000 people. The one who earlier had stilled a storm when they were in the boat with him on that very lake on an earlier occasion. And now the voice of Jesus. 
calms their doubts and strengthens their faith, even as the wind and the waves continued to go on. We don't see any doubt in Peter when he said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And when Jesus said, come, Peter boldly stepped out of that boat and he walked on the water too. What was holding him up? It was the power of Jesus' words. And as long as Peter looked at Jesus, he stayed above water. But then he looked at the wind and he began to doubt and fear and sink and suddenly cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out to him and pulled him to safety. Jesus did not merely throw him a life preserver and expect him to hold on. Jesus took hold of him, brought him into the boat, and then finally the wind and the waves stopped. But Jesus had a question for Peter. He said, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Peter knew that there was not a good answer to that question because Jesus was right there with him. Jesus had invited him to step out of the boat. No way would Jesus let him perish. Peter knew he had no reason to doubt, but he did because his faith was a little faith. You of little faith. How those words of Jesus describe me too often, all too well. Do those words of Jesus fit your life too? Why do we so often doubt? Is it because we often look at the winds and the waves of the storms that we face instead of looking to the one who is always with us, and the one who promises, take courage, it is I. Do we at times look away from our Savior by forgetting to pray regularly or neglecting to read and study his word often? What was the answer to the disciples' doubts when they were afraid of the wind and the waves? The answer was Jesus who prayed for them, who came to them, who spoke to them. What was the answer for Peter as he doubted and was sinking into the water? The answer was Jesus, who came to him and reached out for him and pulled him to safety. What is the answer for us when we doubt? The answer to our doubts is it's Jesus, only Jesus. We know this by faith, don't we? We know that we don't have to doubt, but we know that we still do. And we all can likely look back on times that we doubted and say, why didn't I trust Jesus more? He's never failed me. In times of doubt, we often look at our faith and we ask, do I have faith? Do I really have faith if I doubt so much? 
But that's the wrong place to look, and it's the wrong question to ask. In times of doubt, don't ask, do I have faith? Because that will just create more doubt. Instead, in every time of doubt, ask, do I have a Savior? And there is no doubt about that. God has made the promise. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son for you. There is no doubt about what the Son of God has done for you. He lived without sin in your place, carried your sin, all of it, to the cross. He paid for it in full. There is no doubt about God's love or his forgiveness of your sins. Think of the words that we heard earlier in the service. Jesus paid the penalty for your guilt by his death on the cross and freed you from death by his resurrection from the grave. You have peace with God now and forever. That is God's promise. Let there be no doubt about that. You have a Savior who walked on water and has power to walk over anything that could ever cause you eternal harm. Jesus is greater than Satan, who tempts us to doubt. Jesus is greater than all of our sin and our guilt. Jesus is greater than sickness, even greater than death. He has already defeated every threat that could ever harm us eternally. Since he is for you, who can be against you? You are more than a conqueror through him who loves you. There is nothing in all of creation that can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus, your Lord. No doubt about that, right? At least until the next storm comes, as they always do in this sinful world. And our faith feels weak as we again know our sin and our unworthiness. And where is Jesus? He's praying for us and watching over us and working in all things for our good. And he reaches to us with his nail-scarred hands, takes hold of us to give our little faith strength that we need to hold on to him. And we hear him say, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Jesus tells us that just as he spoke to his doubtful prophet Elijah in today's first reading. As impressive as that earthquake and wind and fire must have been, God chose to speak instead through that gentle whisper. That was the gospel message that proclaims the saving love of God. That is how Jesus speaks to us in his word. And he forgives our sins again and promises to deliver us from every evil and guarantees that we are safe in his hands where no one can snatch us away. As Jesus reached out and took hold of Peter and brought him into that boat, Our Lord Jesus brings us into his his church. His church, 
is where his word is faithfully proclaimed and where his sacraments create and strengthen faith. Believers over the ages have compared the church to a ship that carries us through this storm-filled, sinful world on our heavenward way. As you and I gather around God's word and sacrament with fellow believers, our Savior comforts us and strengthens our faith. As we come into God's house and as we read and study God's word on our own, our eyes of faith are blessed to see and to remain on Jesus. And like those disciples in the boat, when our eyes are on Jesus, then we too joyfully worship, saying, Jesus, truly, you are the Son of God. And we know that with him we are safe. No doubt about that. A Christian is one who always trusts and does not doubt. We wish that that could be true of us already now. It will be true in heaven. But this side of heaven, our faith is not perfect, and we will doubt. And when we do, let's remember that we trust a perfect Savior. In every storm of life, look away from the wind and the waves. Fix your eyes on Jesus. The answer to our doubt is Jesus. Amen.